Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Susan Slaughter with us, a paranormal investigator whose investigative works can be seen on series like Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters International, the Dark Zone TV, Travel Channel's Paranormal Caught on Camera. For the past 16 years, Susan has investigated supernatural phenomena in more than 30 countries worldwide in multiple historical locations from ancient Incan and Mayan temples to the hidden tunnels and crypts of the Knights Templar. Through her research, she has developed a keen understanding of death and the spirit realm. Susan, welcome to the program. Looking forward to chatting with you tonight. Hi, George. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure's all mine. Trust me. (laughs) How did you get involved in this? Well, I think like most people that get involved in the paranormal, um, you know, it's through personal experience and trying to understand, you know, um, what, what was happening. Some of my earliest memories in my life were paranormal occurrences. And um, uh, like, I guess when I was like four or five years old, I remember being visited by, you know, orbs of light, seeing shadow people um, and expressing that to my mother, you know, who kind of, you know, nurtured that curiosity instead of shunned it, you know. And um, as I got older, you know, the experiences started getting a little bit more and more profound. And I just wanted to understand, you know, what was it that I was experiencing? What are these light beings? What are these shadow figures? And so my father, you know, put a K2 meter in my hand when I was 13 years old and said, next time you see something in the room, turn this device on and see if it corroborates your experience. And that was like the first idea that I had that, you know, I could actually use devices to help teach me, you know, what I was experiencing. And so that was the birth of the investigator, I guess. <laughs> Did your mother have these abilities as well? Well, I mean, I would say that the the person in my family that was more with the abilities was my father. Um, you know, he was the one who taught me how to read tarot. Um, my mother, you know, she's a devout Catholic. You know, she went to, she was taught by nuns her whole life. Yeah. 
you know, she was the one handing me, you know, like rosaries and statues of Archangel St. Michael for protection. And whenever I had a paranormal experience, you know, she interpreted it as archangels, you know, guarding me. And then, you know, my dad was like, oh, you know, they might be spirits or maybe you have a gift. And so they allowed me to nurture that curiosity, which was great. And um, when I was about 18 years old, you know, I'm born and raised in Miami. And um, I was watching a television series, you know, seeing other people. Well, I was watching Ghost Hunters, you know, back on the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, people actually, you know, investigate this. And I thought it was something that was only on television until, you know, I saw a, a car in my neighborhood um, wrapped that said League of Paranormal Investigators on the side. And there was a website. And I was like, what? So these people exist. And so I immediately reached out to them and I said, hey, if you need me to sift through, you know, audio or video, if you need me to just like run and grab you coffee while you're on investigations, I'm your guy. And then eventually they let me join the team. And that's what started my professional career as an investigator. And you've never looked back, have you? Never looked back. I mean, I think it's my calling. I mean, honestly, like, how do you go back after you touch this type of energy after you experience it? You know, um, it's the most profound question that, you know, civilizations are built on. Some of the oldest texts in the world, the oldest ideas of the world are based around spirituality and like the whole Whole religions and kingdoms are built around the idea of life after death and how to live your life according to it, you know? And so once you touch that, you know, you open Pandora's box, there's definitely, you're going down the rabbit hole, you know? What have you learned, Susan, over the years about what the spirit realm might be? You know, when I first started investigating compared to where I'm at now, my views have completely changed. Um, you know, uh, I, I've learned to lean on, you know, my experiences more so. Um, for instance, on investigations, things that I've noticed I've come across, the things that I've captured in audio and on film and on, you know, on devices is what I kind of lean towards more of a scientific, explainable thing, you know, which is um, the majority of the ghosts that we encounter in haunted locations, I believe to be recordings of sorts within the atmosphere. Something that still holds a bit of intelligence to it, only bit like that's, you know, sparked through a memory. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you could go to a place where there's the white lady that shows up at the top of the stairs and you could pick up, you know, anomalous like disembodied voices or maybe pick up things on camera at that location and it's the same memory we're playing over and over again um, but it's not necessarily what I believe to be actual human spirit it's just a recording in the atmosphere but that being said there are so many layers to paranormal phenomena outside of a ghost outside of a haunting which I believe to be like a spiritual recording within the environment there's also non-human entities out there, things that, you know, are conscious and intelligent, but don't necessarily exist within, you know, a physical being, you know? So these are like non-physical entities. And I've discovered that they're sentient, they can interact and, you know, they live, you know, on the electromagnetic spectrum and light spectrum from ultraviolet to, you know, 
you know, infrared, you know. So what's crazy about that is that these beings have the ability to travel in the ability to travel with light, you know, and so I've come across that. There's also non-human entities that um, have the ability to appear in, you know, almost like an animistic way. Um, and so every time I've come across, you know, these types of beings or entities, like it, it just, it shifts everything, you know, about the field, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> How did magic Susan enter all of this? Um, well, my father, you know, uh, is a practicing Wiccan. He passed away, you know, 14 years ago, uh, so he's no longer with us, sorry to hear that. but was a very um, well-known member in the pagan and Wiccan communities. And, um, I was introduced to magic that way. And, um, I feel like it resonated a lot with me as a person. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily Wiccan. Um, I do consider myself to be a witch and I do practice forms of ritual. Um, and I do, you know, commune with non-human entities. I notice um, your Instagram is Susan, the dragon witch. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, I definitely identify with that as a lifestyle, um, with my practices, but all of the things that I take into my practices as a witch, I take from, you know, variations of different religious backgrounds, you know, um, I will have on my altar, you know, Archangel St. Michael right next to Baphomet and Hecate, as well as Shiva and Naga Kanya and Mami Wata and, you know, Oshun, <laughs> you know. So everything, you know, is all encompassing because those energies are very real um, in every single religion, you know. They all have different names, but they all represent these non human entities that are these intelligent beings here to assist humans in the three dimensional reality, you know. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're going to be at the Conscious Life Expo. I'll see you out there. I am going to be there. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm doing one of my most favorite things I love to do, which is um, seances. Um, I have three that I'll be hosting, um, and I'm very, very excited about it. It's something that I'm very passionate about, helping people access their own psychic abilities to commune with other entities. And so it's going to be a bit of a workshop, a bit of a counseling session um, where people can connect with extraterrestrials that they choose, their higher selves, you know, human or non-human, you know, energies. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And I'm also moderating a panel on, um, on the use of, uh, divination for, you know, magical purposes. And of course, divination works in a big way, uh, dowsing and all that, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you know, we're going to have some amazing people on the panel. Um, so from so many different walks, you know, we're going to have, um, Miss Gabrielson, who's a near-death experiencer, um, and she accessed some of her abilities through, you know, coming close to death on several occasions. Um, we have other channelers like um, Maureen the Oracle, and then we have Alexandra, who, you know, she channels the Golden Arrow. We have Kadrick Olson, uh, who's, you know, very well-known um, witch in Los Angeles who does all sorts of, you know, runes and bone readings. And we've got Travis McHenry, who's a, a cultist and also has his own line of tarot cards. Um, and it's just, it's going to be awesome. Like, I'm very excited about it. I was there last year um, and I got to meet a lot of these people and, you know, if you, you've done Conscious Life Expo, so, you know, you meet right. so many interesting people, whether they're ufologists, whether they're, you know, quantum physicists, whether they're paranormal investigators like me or witches or oracles, and you just get in the most amazing conversations late night around a glass of wine, you know, um, <laughs> I remember having such amazing conversations with, um, Apollo, uh, you know, who's mm-hmm. giving me readings on like what type of star seed I was and like They're very good at what they do. They're fantastic, you know, and it's really great to kind of like rub elbows with everybody and kind of take information, you know. And that's another reason why 
Conscious Life Expo, the people that go there, you have thousands upon thousands of people who are enlightened and spiritual that are willing to open Pandora's box, who are willing to go down that energetic rabbit hole and have these conversations. And so when you go to the Hilton during that weekend, it's just so incredibly supercharged. And the reasons why I'm hosting my seances there and doing three of them this year. Last year I did one and it was such a hit. That's that, intense, isn't it? Three? Yeah. Three's nuts. And you know what? I've never done that before. How, I might regret it, George. How long, <laughs> how long do they last each? Oh, gosh, at least two hours. Wow. Um, it's, you know, at first I, I do a little bit of like a historical, you know, introduction to spiritualism which, you know, is a little controversial, you sure. know, like you think about the Fox sisters in the Victorian era and how um, they were con artists and it kind of gave spiritualism a bad name. Mm -hmm. Houdini hated seances and didn't believe in it at all, you know, and there was all, it was considered hoo-ha, but to be honest, like you can't let a few people ruin it for everyone else, you know, and so I'm trying to bring it back and show the proper way to utilize tools like a Ouija board to utilize tools like, you know, pendulums with scrying boards. Um, I also do a gallery reading where I go into a state of hypnosis and I read, you know, um, via possession, which is another practice that I do. Um, and so it, it is a lot. And like I said, I, I might regret it. But to be honest, like, I, I have so much fun, even though it's incredibly draining. But I do have a whole practice after before every seance and after every seance to kind of clean my slate and like get sure. my energy right again, you know? And, um, what is, even, what has been one of the strangest things that has happened while you've been conducting a seance? Well, I'll tell you about the first time I ever used the spirit board and, um, is a spirit board, a Ouija I, board. Right. Correct. Yeah. Ah, I, guess, I hate those not, things. <laughs> it's just not a, a, a name owned by Parker Brothers, you know? Right. But um, a spirit board before, you know, it was mass produced, you know, as Ouija, it's the same thing. You know, they used to all be circular, like some of the original spirit boards out there. Um, very similar to like a scrying board today. But um, I guess the the strangest thing that's ever happened uh, was the first time I ever used a Ouija board. And I begged my mom, please let me get one. Like, here's this budding spiritualist over here who's into the paranormal. And she finally gave in and I got like one of those glow in the dark ones. And um, I convinced my mom and my dad to sit with me as I played with the spirit board. And, um, you know, I wasn't doing it correctly. I was holding the planchette alone. And I do believe that this is a, like a funneling of energy that you need with a group atmosphere. Um, and I was harnessing all this energy all by myself that I could feel my, my wrists starting to get hot and my arms getting shaky. And I was getting these downloads of like the information that I wanted to move the planchette to, but I was like, you're not supposed to consciously move the planchette supposed to move on its own right and so I just I didn't push the planchette to the specific areas of the board that I was feeling led to and so what ended up happening was full-blown possession it was like whatever was trying to get its messages out 
I wasn't doing it via the planchette on the board. And so it just fully took me in. And that was how I discovered my um, ability for channeling spirit um, through allowing them to enter me as a physical vessel. And uh, that was terrifying. I Uh, remember. Have you um, ever been hurt? I've never been hurt in any of my paranormal endeavors. Uh, Not once. I've never been scratched. Is is that unusual that you haven't been hurt? Well, I think it's, it all comes down to the approach and your intentions, you know, energies like spirit energies at locations because they don't have bodies to, you know, they're incorporeal entities. They can feel your intentions and your aura and your energy as you come in. And so I think, you know, before every investigation, I always have like the the utmost respect for all the entities there, regardless of the reputation that they have, (laughs) you know, or, um, you know, I don't go in there to exploit them. I go in there because I I, I always have done this, you know, even though I ended up doing this for television um, and on productions, you know, for my entire career, the, the whole reason why I've ever done any of this was for my own understanding of supernatural phenomena. And I'm, may have a little bit of a motive to like grow energetically to the point where I could become an ascended master, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) You know, I feel like we have to graduate, you know, from this plane of existence, you know, by opening all of these energetic boxes and understanding source energy. And I learned a lot through investigating the paranormal about that source energy. And I think going in there with the mentality in all my investigations, like, Hey, Teach me whatever you can. And if you can't, that's okay. I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm not expecting you to perform. I'm not scared of you. And I love you. I always come in there, you know, like with this love energy. And I always try to lead investigations through my heart chakra, you know, Mm -hmm. and not be so cerebral about it, you know, and let the energies kind of come to me with whatever they can. You know, a lot of the time, when you watch these paranormal series, there's a lot of interrogation and, you know, there's a lot of bringing up and hashing out like old traumas that in a lot of these places they go to, people had horrible ends to their lives, you know, and have done horrible things, which causes these energies to stick around, you know, and when you go in there, like bad cop, bad cop interrogating these energies, you know, you are antagonizing them you become aggressive and you're not leading with your heart, you know? And so I think that's the reason why I've never been attacked. Um, but I've definitely had uncomfortable encounters, you know, like you do believe, you do believe in demons, for example, right? I believe that there are negative and positive aspects to every energy out there. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in demons in a biblical sense. Like I think that, you know, if Beelzebub is a true demon, you know, from the nether regions of hell, you know, he's not this all-encompassing negative entity. You know, all superior energies are neutral, to be honest. You know, they just rule within different realms of, you know, the light spectrum and, you know, different vibrational realities. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast, free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started. That's FrameBridge.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.